Welcome to the No Things Considered podcast. We haven't done one of these in a while, and I know they're usually about politics. Listen, I have been doing so much in politics from covering the impeachment for uh, Fox 5 in D.C. to uh, filling in for uh, the great David Webb on Sirius XM uh, over on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125. Uh, I'll be doing that throughout the holidays, by the way, uh, basically the next two weeks other than Monday, Christmas, and New Year's. So I have all of that going. And also I'm doing the uh, Washington Times podcast now, The Right Opinion with Ethan Epstein, and I write a column there. So I'm doing all sorts of things, and I have not had a chance, and it is my fault that I have not recorded a podcast. And I wanted to do something different because my normal podcast would be about politics. I think we have all been politicked out with impeachment, with everything else that's going on. And so I'm going to mix it up a little bit today and talk about probably something that a lot of people have gone through, especially younger people, uh, terrible dates. I had one tonight, and I thought that it would be kind of fun because I posted this on my Facebook, uh, my private Facebook, to talk about um, this date that I had tonight that was 22 seconds long. It was 22 seconds long. It had a little bit of a setup, of course, uh, and we'll get to all of that in a second. I think everyone has had a terrible date at some point in their lives. This one might set a world record. I, I know you have to have a Guinness representative there in order to set a Guinness world record for the shortest date ever. Uh, and I think it would have to be unintentional, as was this one. I did not intend on ending it in 22 seconds, but it happened to end in 22 seconds. Um, so yeah, and it, it was me who ended it. I, I have been, uh, I've been walked out on, but never in under usually 30 minutes or so. And, and I want to preface this by saying I don't consider myself a catch by any means. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm incredibly needy. I work all the time. Uh, I, I collect bourbon, which is great, but I don't know a lot of women that are like, hey, I want to drink tons of bourbon with you all the time. If you are one of those women, hey, uh, slide into my DMs. Uh, and I also, you know, in my spare time, I go to thrift stores. I love thrift store shopping and uh, flip a lot of stuff from thrift stores and get really cool stuff. So, and I travel too. So like, uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with work. I uh, constantly, constantly work. I have, you know, six or seven jobs total. I, you know, I just rattle off a couple at the beginning. I also do some ghostwriting. I do uh, live performances as well. And so, like, I am constantly working, constantly hustling, uh, constantly finding new ways and new revenue streams. And, and I'm, I, I love it. I love what I do. I, I enjoy what I do for a living. And so that we start from that place. Like, I don't know that I have space for someone in my life. But I try, you know, why not? You know, you're sitting around on a Saturday night, you got nothing to do, why not go on a date? Why not enjoy yourself on a date? So that's what I said. I'm on a couple of the apps. A lot of these dating apps, by the way, uh, I'm, which I'm on, uh, are, are interesting, uh, to say the least, and they're good to kill time in meetings with, or you know, if you're sitting around on the toilet, I'll go ahead and say that. Like, you're sitting around, you're bored, and you're like, I got time. You know, you want to read the news. I have to read the news for a living most of the time, and so reading the news is, uh, it's just tedious. You know, you see the same things over and over again and, and you can kind of start to predict what people are going to do and what people are going to say and what biases are out there. So you find other things to do and swiping on dating apps is a fantastic way to, uh, to, to kill some time. And, and you never know, you might meet somebody. So I'm not going to give out personal details about this person. Uh, I will say that they have served the country and, the sh and she was a great, she was very attractive. I mean, I don't go out with uggos. You know, let's be real here. Tim, don't go out with no uggos. Um, and so we had talked for a little bit. I thought she was pleasant. And we decided to meet up. And, and so I don't have a car. I live in Washington, D.C. I got rid of my car uh, because just the expenses of it are stupid. I could take Ubers everywhere to every meeting, and it would still be cheaper taking an Uber to everywhere, even 
negating the fact that I take metro and, and public transportation to a lot of places. I probably shouldn't, but I do. Uh, negating that and taking Uber everywhere, it'd still be cheaper than me having a car in town with the insurance, parking, and everything else, all the costs adding up, so I don't have a car. And I decided to, well, we decided to meet in the middle. She was coming up from somewhere down in Virginia that was about 15 minutes from the farthest uh, Blue Line station, which is Franconia Springfield. So I go to Franconia Springfield, and I get there five minutes early. I let her know, like 20 minutes out, that I'm going to be five minutes early, and she says, fine, I'll meet you there. So I start getting excuses about her being late at five minutes when I tell her I'm pulling into the station in like two minutes or so. Uh, so seven minutes before we're supposed to meet up at four o'clock today. I mean, it's a mid-afternoon date. You want to give yourself time to, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can go home. No big deal. No stress. It was going to be very easy. So we meet up at, well, we don't meet up. We were going to meet up at four o'clock. I start getting excuses about not meeting up. The first is that traffic is heavy. There's no traffic, by the way. Half the people were out of town. The second is that she got pulled over and got a, a speeding ticket, which uh, there was no speeding ticket, by the way, and I don't know that that was true or not. And then there was traffic again. So anyway, at about 4.05, after uh, sitting in the station, and actually I found the bathroom in the metro station. I asked Every metro station, by the way, has a bathroom. It's very delightful. You have to talk to the station manager to find it. So I used the restroom there. It smelled like oranges. It was a... It was shockingly clean, the bathroom, and it's because no one knows that metro stations in D.C. have bathrooms. Anyway, so I use the bathroom. We've got time, and so I start just strolling up to a coffee shop. I, uh, Franconia Springfield is near a mall, and there's a couple of coffee shops and uh, um, shopping centers there. So I stroll up, and I go to the Dunkin' Donuts that is there. I get myself a little coffee, and I'm hanging out. Uh, and as this goes on, I'm checking in. I'm seeing her saying, oh, I'm 10 minutes out. I mean, again... She was supposed to be there at 4. We're now at 4.15. She's 10 minutes out. And I tell her, hey, I moved to a coffee shop. And she goes, lots of texts and whatever. And she goes, are you mad? And I go, a little. Literally, my text was, and I'll read it, a little. Time is really important to me. And timing of things is very important to me. And I'm kind of crazy. That's like my one hang-up. So then I start getting texts from her like that use the F word and were a little, little harsh. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I tell her where I am. I'm like, we can still meet up whenever, just get there. She finally arrives at 4.35. We have not gotten to the 22 seconds yet. She pulls up at 4.35. <clears throat> I get in her car. And she immediately says, I can't believe you're effing mad at me. She's very angry. She goes, I can't believe you're effing mad at me. And I say, well, wait, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, just, I, you know, I'm not really, like, I'm not mad mad. I'm just kind of, like, disappointed you were a little late. It was a little frustrating. You know, I had to travel... On Metro, by the time I got there, the total time was about 40 minutes on Metro and then walking to the Metro station. So it takes me about 45 minutes to get to her. Uh, from where she was coming to the station, it was about 15 minutes, 17 minutes. And she says, I can't believe you're mad at me. Uh, no, sorry, I, my brain's gone because I'm a little dry right now in my mouth. Uh, she says, I can't believe you're, you're effing angry at me for... Uh, for me being late, I couldn't help that, and something, something, something. And I go, I are you really mad? And she goes, yeah, I'm really mad, and I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And this is as she's pulling off, and I go, well, then let's, let's stop right there. Like, there's no, let's not even argue about this. If you don't want to do this anymore, let's just not do it. And her response was, well, I'll, I can just drive you home. And I go, no, 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 no. You're angry. This is a bad way to start. You're not sure if you, you want to do this anymore or not. Let's just call it a day. Just drop the, stop the car. We were not even out of the parking lot yet where the Dunkin' Donuts was. I got out of the car. I shut the door. 
And then I walked, I walked out and I went, I, I sh- strolled back down the street, drank my coffee and hopped back on a train and then uh, ended up going out to dinner with a couple of friends instead. So that's the story. And then I got texts from her that she said that she had walking pneumonia and all sorts of other excuses. And I just said, hey, listen, I don't, we're good. We're good. The anger, you know, unless, I literally said, unless uh, anger is a symptom of walking pneumonia, then we're good here. Um, but the, I just find that very interesting. And, and I was telling a lot of people the story and I shared it on my personal social media on Facebook because I'm not sure how many people in this instance would remove themselves that quickly. And I think everyone should. I think when you're in a position like that, when you're up against someone who is so angry for what seemed to be nothing, and, and she was driving, by the way. I was getting in her car. We were going to drive somewhere that was about 20 minutes away, um, isolated. I just didn't want to be around that. And I would encourage everyone who gets in a bad date like this, hit the eject button. There's no reason to stay and tolerate it. You only live one life. You only have you know, one Saturday night or, or a little bit of a break. I don't have much of a break. When I, I constantly work, I don't take many breaks. And so I encourage you, like, if you're in a situation like this, if you're ever in a negative date, just leave. There's nothing keeping you there. You may never see this person again. Who cares? It's your life. There's, there's nothing there. In, in this instance, I had done nothing wrong. I, you know, I, I had showed up on time when I was supposed to be there. I was trying to be as kind as possible in the, in the short time that we interacted, but there was no getting through, and, and there's no reason to negotiate with someone on a first date who is so enraged and so angry. And so I kind of want to encourage everybody who's single who deals with this, or even if you're in a relationship and you're dealing with this. I mean, this was a first date with someone who I, I honestly, and I don't want to you know, assume things about people, but in just a very quick first impression, I think that there's an anger problem there, and I don't want to deal with an anger problem. You know, and I don't want to deal with anyone's problems. I mean, I'm, I'm getting old, you know, and, and I, I deal with enough in my daily basis in, in analyzing politics and talking about things and writing and everything I do that I don't want additional stress. If you're in a, a relationship or you're on a date that is stressful, something's wrong and you should take control of your life. There's no reason to tolerate that ever, ever. It is your life. And like I said earlier, you have one life. I have one Saturday night. I have a little bit of a break. I'm not going to ruin it by trying to negotiate with someone who doesn't respect, number one, my time or me as a human. And no one else should as well. So that seems, that turned a little Oprah-y there. And by the way, I went out and had dinner with friends. I, I went down, I wanted to, I had some money to spend. I had the um, extra couple of bucks to spend on dinner tonight. And so I went to a, a pretty nice dinner and I had a couple of friends come out and hang out and we had a good time. Uh, they then went off to suffer and watch the Star Wars movie. That's their choice, you know. They want to ruin their lives on a Saturday night. They can go wasted on that terrible Star Wars movie. But I just, I, again, I just encourage everybody. You have one life to live. You don't get a second chance. So why waste it on anything negative? And that's what I chose tonight. And that's what I've been choosing for a very, very long time. It's my life. I, I will do things the way that I want to. I will do my best to perform at a high level at all of my jobs and I will do my best to perform at a high level in my life. And, and I owe it to myself, and I think everyone else owes it to themselves. And if that means that you get a story out of it, a 22-second date, because to be honest with you, if I would have gone on this date and it would have continued at that level of negativity and I had to explain it to my friends, they would give me a look and be like, we can't believe you tolerated that for that long. I had a weird feeling in my gut. It was instantly negative. It was terrible. And I hit the eject button. 
And I, again, encourage everyone to do the same. Anyway, I wanted to get a podcast up for a long time. Here we are back with a new podcast, people, and it's about dating and about a terrible date for 22 seconds. That might be a world record. My previous worst date, by the way, was seven minutes long. And I never thought that that time would be beat. <clears throat> you want me to tell you about that date? Sure, I'll tell you about that date. This is a very interesting uh, story, and I always call it my first, my first worst date ever. My, <coughs> forgive me for coughing there. I will not edit that out. We're getting a raw me coughing uh, podcast today. My first, uh, my worst date ever. I always, when I go on first dates, my I always ask what people's uh, worst first date is. This is my worst first date ever. I show up. It was a, a Bumble date. This woman, a message back and forth. She was very funny. She shows up to the date. She's 35 pounds heavier than what her pictures look like. And look, I can forget that because she was very funny on the app. She was incredibly funny. I'm like, you know what? Fine. And I know that that is, I think that's almost catfishing. It's lying when you show up and you're uh, a lot different looking than your pictures, but I let it go. She uh, shows up to the bar and she's sweaty and shaking. I ask her, why are you sweaty and shaky? And she immediately responds, and I kid you not, in one breath, I just create, I just downed two Red Bulls because last night I was up till 3 a.m. I drank three bottles of wine with my friend who says she was raped, but I know she wasn't raped because she didn't fight back and I've been raped 10 times. Now, I know that sexual assault is a problem in the world. I know that rape is real. I know that women are assaulted every day. But someone who tells me on a first date that they've been raped 10 times and they disregarded their friend's situation, whatever that is, I question being alone with them anywhere. I don't know who they are enough to identify what their definition of rape is. I don't want to, I don't know if it's a look. I don't know if it's a, a handhold. I don't know what it is. But the fact that that is the first thing that came out of her mouth was a, that was like 15 red flags being thrown at me immediately. All sorts of things. And that was literally before she sat down at the bar. She sits at the bar next to me. Uh, we order a drink. She crushes the drink like she's thirsty, like she's like guzzling water. And we go to order a second drink. And I said, hey, listen, maybe, like, I think we started off on the wrong foot. Can we maybe meet up another time? Like, I just think maybe we should hit the reset button. Um, I'm not feel, I don't feel comfortable right now. This is a very deep issue that you led with, and I just don't feel comfortable with it. And she's like, fine. She huffs, pay for the drinks, leave. I get a text about 10 minutes later from her that's five paragraphs long about how I'm not an adult and I can't handle adult issues and there will never be a second date, at which point I, as a child, responded back, there was never going to be a second date. But that was the worst first date I had ever had. This one doesn't quite touch it. It's just a faster uh, first date than I think I've ever had, and I probably will never beat 22 seconds again. And, and that's not exaggerating, 22 seconds. I was in a car, I shut a door, we pulled off, that little bit of conversation happened, it ended immediately. But both are very uncomfortable, and both, uh, again, I, I removed myself from very uncomfortable situations because I took control of where I was with dating, um, and I wasn't comfortable in either situation. And I, again, and, and a lot of times it's very weird coming from a guy, a lot of guys don't you know, when they, when they tell, they tell these, da these dating stories, a lot of guys will say like the masculine thing like, um, oh, she was crazy or whatever. And I, look, I don't, I don't think either one of them are crazy. I think both of them were dealing with uh, issues. And I think they should just deal with their issues and, and handle what they're doing um, 
you know, however they want to handle it. But I just didn't want to, I didn't need to be involved in it. I didn't want to be involved in it. And I didn't want to get in the middle of it. And so, again, it's taking control of where I was in life and not, not wanting to deal with these other issues. And I'm not going to insult them. Uh, I, I think that they, again, are dealing with things and, that, and, and they're at different points in their lives than, than I want to handle or I need to handle or anyone needs to handle. Maybe they will find someone, hopefully they will find someone who wants to deal with that stuff. But I ain't it. So, and I, and I encourage everyone who takes a look at, at their situations, and I'm sharing these stories with you because in your situation, I hope you take a look at it and you go, hey, I don't need to deal with your problems, other person. Like, I got one life to live. And, and that's why I'm sharing this with you today is just to take control of whatever you're doing and, and be positive about yourself and realize that you're valuable and, and you're more valuable than wasting your time on someone who doesn't respect your time or who may have a problem that you don't have to deal with because it's not your job to deal with it. You got your own problems. So so that is it. That is the No Thanks Considered podcast today. I, that went a little longer than I thought because I, I added in the extra uh, worst first date story. But uh, I will do politics again at some point here. But I, I got to tell you, you can tune into the Right Opinion podcast on the Washington Times website. Uh, you can catch me on uh, Fox 5 on Fridays. And also during the holiday season, I'm going to be on Sirius XM uh, channel 125. So I wanted to share those stories with you guys. You have a great holiday season. And again, take control of your life. It is your life. You get one chance at this. Don't waste it on somebody else. All right, have a good one. I'll talk to you soon.